From the VIP lounge to the gridiron, it's everything you need to know from pop culture to free throws. This is Cleats and Cocktails with your hosts, Meg and Taniella. Welcome to Cleats and Cocktails. I'm Taniella. And I'm Meg. This week's episode of Cleats and Cocktails is brought to you by a Ward 8 which kind of sounds like we're in a hospital, but anyways. <laughs> I was thinking more like a political district, like you're part of Ward 8 of oh, Toronto. Oh, interesting. I was thinking more like you're in the psych ward, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that too. Um, so this cocktail is made up of two ounces of whiskey, um, an ounce or an ounce and a half of lemon juice, a teaspoon of sugar, and a teaspoon of grenadine. Um, we actually use daiquiri mix instead of grenadine. Basically the same thing. Um, shake it in a cocktail shaker with ice. Um, and then pour it into your tumbler glass or whatever glass you want with also ice. Um, and uh, it's a strong one. Yeah. It's actually supposed to be poured into a chilled wine glass. Oh. And I'm unsure why. That's weird. I've never had whiskey in a wine glass, but maybe we're missing something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll make whiskey taste better. Maybe. Because I, no matter what we seem to do, every time we make a whiskey cocktail, all we taste is whiskey. Right. And we've tried this, like, how many times have we done a whiskey cocktail at this point? Like, like at lot. least a five or six times. Yeah. And every time we have the same review, which is a lot of whiskey. Yeah. A lot of whiskey. And in this case, it's also very sour from the lemon juice. Like, the sugar doesn't seem to be enough to balance out the sour. So it's strong and sour. Yeah, like I literally ended up pouring some simple syrup in this to try and like balance it out. And all it did was take out the like throat burning acidity. <laughs> At no point has this cocktail gotten sweeter, no matter what I've thrown in it. So, um, you know, it's it's a cocktail. <laughs> um, this week we are going to be doing our pick six news stories as usual. We're actually going to have pick seven news stories. <laughs> Yes. Which is not a rule in football, by the way. Please don't get confused. Um, and then we're going to do our fantasy football forecast as per the usual. And then at the end, we might talk about some feel-good stories of the week. Yeah. So let's just jump right into pick six. And it's going to be a pick six. Um, starting this week, we are going to jump right into the World Series as per our title name. Um, congratulations to the Washington Nationals. <laughs> and I would like to point out that... Meg is currently laughing because in our show notes that we've written, Meg has that the Astros have won. Yes. And as uh, I was reading them, I'm like... But then underneath I wrote the Nationals upset the Astros. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I was half asleep, I guess, when I wrote this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a good excuse. The Astros did not win the World Series. The Washington no, Nationals did. They did. Um, it was it was a really good game. Did you watch it? I watched none of it. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was actually a phenomenal game. It was the Astros were up for a chunk of it, and I was sort of like, I don't want the Astros to win. I don't want to support their organization. I don't want Roberto Osuna to win a World Series. I'm not into it. Did we? T- we didn't even talk about the other controversy that happened with the organization itself. Right, where somebody said something about, like, good thing we got Osuna yeah. or something. And so then... when they made the playoffs, I think, it was either the, when they made the playoffs or when they won the first round, they were partying in their dress, their locker room, and a bunch of, like, female reporters were there and sort of just, like, whatever, minding their own business. And one of their, like, upper management people started yelling what seemed, like, directly at the women, like, so glad we got Roberto Osuna, so glad we got him. And it just seemed like a very targeted bullshit, like, shitty thing to do to people. And so they came, the, the Astros basically doubled down and were like, no, no, it was totally misheard. That's not what happened. But a bunch of other reporters in the room were like, no, it basically sounded like they, he targeted those people, like those female reporters who weren't 
trying to incite anything. Like they were just there. So eventually the Houston Astros went ahead and fired the person, but it took a ridiculous amount of public backlash for Mm -hmm. it. So frankly, I was all about team nationals. Um, And then all of a sudden nationals exploded partway through the game and they ended up winning what? Seven, two, I think Mm -hmm. it was crazy. Um, I'm super happy for them. It's their first win ever as an organization, as an organization. And now like we can basically buy what? Osmosis, consider it to be a Montreal Expos win as well. Oh, right. (laughs) True. Like what, by proxy? Like, you know what I mean? So I'm super happy for them. They seemed like, like they were over the moon. And the the night before, um, I think it was Strasbourg pitched for the Nationals. And he had like the absolute, one of the best games I've ever seen pitched in my life. Like it was, they really deserved it. I'm really happy for them. I love their like whole thing. And they weren't expected to, I mean, they were the wildcard team, Mm -hmm. you know? And they managed to win the World Series. They were big time underdogs. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like an underdog story. Me too. Yeah, it's good. And I like when the big, ugly, asshole organization doesn't get rewarded. True. Um, Also associated with this game is a hilarious story about a guy named Mattress Mac. That's his nickname, obviously. Um, Who lives in Houston. (laughs) (laughs) My parents named me Mattress. (laughs) So he basically owns a furniture store, a mattress store, I don't know, something like that, um, in Houston. And I guess this is something he does regularly. He holds like a season-long promotion, like through the whole MLB season, where anybody who buys something that's over uh, $3,000, if if Houston wins the World Series, he will reimburse their full purchase. Wow. Yeah. So I think by the end of the whole promotion, he had like $20 million worth of liability. So like if they won, he would have had to pay that back to customers. So as a result, he was sort of hedging himself by betting on the Astros because then he figured, well, if they won, then I'd win all this money. So then I would have money to pay all these people back. This guy's worth $75 million. So like, it's not like he's hurting for money. She's because of mattresses. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh my God. But in the end, he loses $13 million on on betting for the Astros over the course of the World Series. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot, even out of 75 million. I was going to say, it's actually quite a lot of money. It is. Like, that's not how rich people stay rich. No. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. I guess this isn't the first time he's done this. Like, this is common. And I guess a couple of years ago, did they win? Yes. Houston, yeah, they won. So he would have had the promotion then and would have had to pay them all back. But I'm sure he bet along the way and made a mm. buttload of money. Um, so it was fine. But yeah, anyways, I just thought that was an interesting story. We talked a few weeks ago about hedging your bet and stuff. So I thought this is a pretty huge example of someone hedging his bet. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I, we we laugh when like Greg wants to like hedge his bet for like a hundred dollars. We're like, yeah. ooh, yeah. ooh, that's yeah. a little dicey, Greg. Yeah. Meanwhile, thirteen million dollars later. Yeah, pretty crazy. Good God. Yeah. Um, okay, so then jumping quickly into a very very devastating update for our number one favorite Canadian, Bianca Andrescu. Yeah. Um, she is injured. Yeah. And I literally am devastated. So she has suffered a knee injury. It's a, they were talking about it being a possible meniscus tear. It looks like her MRI came back and it's not torn, but there's still some shit going on in her knee. She's likely out for the next few months. I am devastated. Which means that she will likely miss the Aussie Open. Yeah, I'm, I can't even express in words how upset this makes me because like she was 90% of the reason why I was willing to pay a lot of money to go to it. So I guess now I have to go watch men's tennis and... 
Which is fine. It's not like I don't love the Canadian men, but like Bianca's our girl. Right. And I was going to make it very obvious she was, you know, a person I wish was my friend. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, She's unfortunately out. She ended up losing in the, like losing. She had to retire in her WTA finals match. Um, Actually, that just ended as well. Ashley Barty, I think, went on to win the WTA finals. So good for her. Her payout is like $4.75 million or something or $4.3 million. It's like the single biggest payout in like women's tennis that they've ever done. Wow. Apparently, I think how it works in the finals is that there's like a cumulative like pot at the end. So depending on how many matches you win, it adds to like what you can win as the total pot. So I don't think she won the full 4.75 million because she lost a couple of matches earlier, but still like 4 million bucks is sweet. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, On the men's side, um, Denise Shapovalov, Canadian men's player, Mm -hmm. um, made it to the final in the ATP Paris tournament that's been going on. Is that the right name for Mm -hmm. it? Okay. Um, I don't know what it was in ATP what number. Uh, It was probably a 500. It was better than the one he had won previously. Yes. Yes. Anyways, he ended up playing um, Djokovic in the finals, and it was not pretty. (laughs) He lost. Um, (laughs) I only caught the very, like, the last... I don't know, couple games. I didn't get to see that much of it because it was, well, I was going to say it was pretty early in the morning. It wasn't that early. I just slept until 10. So it was mostly (laughs) over by then. Um, So yeah, the ones I watched, like he had a couple really good serves where he, like where Djokovic couldn't return it. Mm. um, And he was winning the games where he was serving. Yeah. So that's good. That is good. You want to hold your serve. Right. But... When Djokovic was serving, it was like, oh, no, you can't. He, like, couldn't really do much at all. Like, he couldn't return them. No. Yeah. It was not cute. I mean, that is really the biggest difference between being amongst the top five elite and still being outside the top ten. Yeah. Like, he has a long way to go. Good thing is he's young. Yes. And he's now been moved up to 15th in the world. Yay! Which is pretty good. I don't know where he started the year, but... Much lower than that. Yeah, definitely much lower. So... Hopefully he continues to do well because it'd be pretty cool if we could have a female and a men's player in right? like the top 10. That'd be so cool. That would be really cool. Also, um, the ATV Paris is a master's one, so it's a master's 1,000. Oh, okay. So it is worth, it's like the second highest that it can be worth right. um, outside of a Grand Slam. So that's why you see Djokovic and those bigger names playing. Yeah. But he did beat Nadal, although Nadal, I think, retired. So oh. <laughs> it was sort of a walkover. Uh, yes. Not so much of a skill thing. Right. Um, okay, well, I feel like that's pretty much it for tennis. I'm I'm surprised that tennis is still going on. Does it just never it stop? It never ends. Oh. That's the thing is, like, so the women are done now. Um, and the next, like, the Grand Slam in January is going to be the Aussie. So they can get, like, a month or two off. But the men's is still going. They haven't played their finals yet. Wow. So, like, this is what they complain about is that, like, it's essentially an 11-month-a-year sport. Yeah. It's brutal. And you can think of, like, think of how many times this year we've talked, because now we've officially done all four Masters, or um, Grand Slams, and how many times have we talked about matches going, like, three, four hours long? Yeah. And that's not even including all the ones they play in between. Like, there is literally a tournament available in the world every single week of the year, pretty much. That's crazy. It's insane. I will say that I'm actually, like, really enjoying tennis, though. (gasps) I know, it's so crazy. Now that I understand it, right? Because I I got so into Bianca that I was, like, so invested Mm -hmm. that I really wanted to understand. And now that I understand, I'm certainly still not going to watch, like, every match from, like, random tournaments. But I could see myself definitely being into watching, like, all the Grand Slams. Very exciting. I know. Yay. It's crazy. 
Um, so something that I have not gotten into still though is um, soccer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're just going to go right into uh, TFC, who's actually heading to the MLS Cup this coming uh, Sunday, whoop, whoop. which is exciting and very crazy and surprising. I feel not like... expecting it. No. When the season ended and they made playoffs, you were like, eh, it's probably it for them literally like, i yeah, was like you, you had know, no cool. hope <laughs> no zero i was just happy that they made the playoffs i'm like good for them it looks like they're finally getting back on track and you know yeah. we'll see you next year and now they're in the finals i know what the f i know so they played in atlanta for the eastern conference final last week midweek the same day that the World Series final was on, actually. We were, yeah, they were simultaneously happening. Yeah, they were. Um, and they ended up winning 2-1. to one. So I did watch some of this game interspersed with... I think we did flip to the World Series here and there, and I feel like there was maybe a Raptors game on, too. Like, I don't know. We yeah, had a, we had a bunch of on, sports that we were flipping yeah, between. Yeah, yeah. And um, I managed to miss every single goal, <laughs> which is just so typical for me. I missed the beginning of the game because I was in the shower, and they scored two goals, like, yeah. each team. So it was tied 1-1 most of the game. Yeah. And then at the very end with, I don't know, I think it was an extra time. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um... Toronto scored a goal. We actually kind of forgot. Like, we had flipped away. And I was like, oh, the TFC game. Like, where's that at? And we flipped back. And it was, like, the last 30 seconds. And it was 2-1. And I was like, for the love of God. Did you see the missed penalty shot by Atlanta, too? No. Oh, yeah. Um, That happened, too. Um, It was... It happened in, like, the 11th minute. So you probably flipped, watched for five minutes, and were like, fuck this. Yeah. And then switched off. And then there was a missed penalty shot, which would have been very dramatic. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what happened. So, yeah. I mean, it, I'm super excited. The fact that they've beat, like, Atlanta had one of the best records of the whole MLS this year. So, and so did New York FC. So, I mean, they've beat really good teams. Yeah. Which means that, like, anything's possible at this point. Yeah. So, they play this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and they play in Seattle. Um, it's actually their third time playing Seattle in the past four years in the final. So, they've made three out of four years and it's always been against Seattle it's which is crazy literally never ending actually never ending every single time we make the finals we have to play Seattle and like Seattle is very good and I I mean whatever it is what it is I really I would be really really happy for them if they won because also I'm very like I want to come to Liberty Village this weekend for mm. like the big walk and like celebration and everything that they're gonna do because it is really cool um so I mean I don't know what to expect. At this point, I've been expecting them to lose this whole time, so I'm just going to keep going with that because it seems to be working. Right. Yeah. I feel like I think they're going to win. Oh. I feel like they've just upset everyone along the way. Like, what's one more upset? It's true. But isn't this like the perfect storm? You're no longer playing the best team in MLS, so now they're going to lose. Now that they should have the easiest matchup of their whole run, now is the perfect storm to lose. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But it's fine. Whatever happens, I'm super, I'm thrilled that they got this far. Also, remember when like two or three episodes ago we were talking about um, the playoffs and I said that I felt like I watched this way later the year that they went to the finals the first time? Yeah. They did. Yeah. They cut the season down. Yeah. Well, no. Also, this is the first year where they've only done one game playoffs. See? No wonder we were like so confused. I could have sworn it was aggregate. See, I wasn't confused because I don't know any better. So I was just like, no, this is how it is. It's not a big deal. But Greg was also confused and he was like, are you sure it's just one game? And I was like, yeah, I'm 100% sure. We looked it up. Um, But we looked looked back because Greg was convinced that one year TFC won in early December. Yes. And I was like, that wouldn't make any sense, Greg. Like, that's a whole month later. So sure enough, he looked back. He was obviously right because, like, duh. 
And that's why is yeah. because it was two game playoffs the whole way through the playoffs, which then extends it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it for the sake of how long the soccer season is. Like they want more time off. You can end it earlier. A one game playoff is very dramatic. Yeah. So also like a lot of the places that they play would have open air yes. fields and it's fucking cold. It's effing cold. Yeah. Like literally it's, it's snowed yeah. like during TFC matches because they literally happen in December. Yeah. So I mean... I'm glad that we weren't are insane though, because I could have sworn I'm like, do, is, am I legitimately misremembering what time Christmas is every year? Because, <laughs> like, well, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, also jumping into some championship news, the Rugby World Cup has officially come to an end. Um, South Africa has won; they beat England in the final, 32-12. So, I mean, truthfully, I did not watch enough of like more. I didn't watch enough of this to make me feel like I can really speak to it because I only caught bits and pieces. I, when it was on, I would watch because I think rugby's awesome. But um, I wish I had watched more of it. The um, South Africa winning was actually a really big deal culturally for them. They are led by their captain, Sia Khaleesi, and he's been a real steadfast figure in trying to like unite the country from a racial perspective. So during their whole like victory tour that they've been partying through, he's been very very um, quick to talk about how he hopes this win unites their country um, in sort of bringing everyone like from all backgrounds together. Their team is racially diverse. They want to be able to embrace that across the country, and he's hoping that this win will provide that for them. And I think it's just been really cool. He's a really, like, really good player, or rugby player. He's an amazing figure for them to lead their team, and so I'm super happy for South Africa. I wasn't expecting them to win. Well, yeah, I think, so that you said they beat England. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so England probably would have been the favorite. Yeah, and I mean, like, I didn't expect either of them, quite honestly, to be in it. It's very much like New Zealand you see in it, mm. and like, so, like teams like that, so seeing the fact that it was an England-South Africa final, like, England for sure I, I'm not surprised by, but good for them. Yeah. Apparently, also, there's been very good feedback about Japan, because Japan hosted it. Um, oh. They have have, apparently they like fully embraced hosting the World Cup. There were 15,000 people present to watch Wales practice. Wow. Wales. That might be more than the country of Wales. Uh, it very well might. Right. So um, it, they were, apparently they sold out of New Zealand jerseys because all these Japanese people bought them so they could support the games. Wow. And like, it is super, super cute. Um, they also faced, like, I think they had a typhoon partway through this too, didn't they? They were hit with a typhoon and oh they had gosh. to, like, there was, there's pictures of them, like, rowing their way down the street and, like, I don't know. Oh. Japan's been wonderful. Unsurprising. I've heard very good things. Um, it looks like England upset New Zealand in order to get to the final. Ooh. So that would have probably been a big deal. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Rugby World Cup happens every four years, so they'll be on a bit of a break. It was a very long World Cup, too. Is it? This is different than the rugby that um, the Wolfpack plays. I think so, but okay. I can't tell you the difference, and I feel terrible that I can't. Right. We should look that up. Yeah. Because it's Rugby League or Rugby Sevens? Sevens? Yes. Okay. And I don't know what this is. Like what the World Cup is, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't speak to it. This is yeah. something we should look up, though, because like we've totally gotten into like Toronto Wolfpack this year, mm -hmm. so I feel like rugby is something we definitely need to integrate into our lives more. Gone into it in the sense that we're like happy that they're winning and we'll go to games, but like I still don't really get what's going on. I know. We need to find a rugby expert. Yeah. And teach us. Yeah. Maybe that can be one of our New Year's resolutions. Find a rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. So yeah, we'll uh, circle back in four years for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, boy. Um, well, moving on to some Raptors news. So yeah. last time we podcasted, um, we were, I think, the day before the home opener. Yeah. Or it was the night of the home opener. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so it was good. The home opener was good. The ring ceremony was good. Oh, it was so good. The unveiling of the banner was good. <gasps> I, I loved, loved all it. of it. Oh, my God. I was so enthralled. I was, like, legit emotional again. Yeah. Like, it made me, like, misty-eyed. I yeah. love the fact that the banner had all the players' names on it. And, yeah. like... Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Even just like the hype up intro oh. to like get into the game. Yes. Like, oh yeah, I was really, I was loving it. Those montages were epic. They were. Like I legitimately, I said to Nick that I feel like if they put on like a marathon over a long weekend of every game from the playoffs, I would sit and watch all of them oh, again. Oh, I would too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though I know the outcome. So iconic. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I also, their rings are gorgeous. I think this is the most amount of diamonds ever used in rings to the to date. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, they are blingy. They're huge. What do you do with them? Like, you don't wear them regularly. So if you watch some broadcasts, some of them will wear their championship rings. Like, um, they will actually put them on, but... Their hands are bigger than ours, so it probably looks less ridiculous. You mean like sport, like broadcasters? Yeah, yeah, like Shaq or someone will wear their rings sometimes okay. while they're broadcasting. Right. Otherwise, but like right now, Kyle Lowry's ring is just kind of like sitting in a safe somewhere. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good financial decision. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's true. I don't really know what you do with it otherwise. Yeah, it's just like a memorabilia thing, I guess. Worth a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. Speaking of which, you can buy a replica ring online. And you can yeah. upgrade the bling all the way up pretty close to the real thing. Wow. Yeah, you can upgrade, like, to add diamonds. You can do, like, because the jeweler is Canadian. Oh, so of they, of course. So I can't even imagine how many Toronto hype beasts are fucking buying that ring. Oh, gosh. Also, Drake got them all jackets. Oh. Yeah, he got and them Drake all. Drake got two rings, I think. He did get two rings. <laughs> For playing zero games, Drake got two rings. Yes, yes, he did. Um, but he bought the whole team personalized, like, OVO championship jackets. They all have um, their names and their country of origin. So, like, OG's has, like, a British flag, and, like, it has, like, a raptor. It's very cool. Oh, I know. really cool. Um, so they did win their home opener against New Orleans. Thank God. Um, which was really good, because, as we talked about, Zion wasn't playing, so they were expected to win. Yes, so, by good, a landslide. Good, good thing they did. Yeah, had to go to OT, but they did it. Yeah, right. Um, currently they're four and two. They've lost to the Celtics and the Bucks. Mm. Um, otherwise they've been looking good. I did watch a bit of the Bucks game on Saturday and it was like really bad at some points. Like they were down like 30 to 15, 40 to 20, but then at the end they brought it within five Mm. points. Like I was like, Oh my God, they're going to do it. Not that it, whatever, it's regular season game, what do I care? <laughs> but I just feel like the Bucks really, like, had something to prove in that game. Yeah. And so I just wanted the Raptors to, like, prove them wrong. Agreed. You know? Also, so. did you hear them, the their crowd chanting Bucks and Six? And I, Nick and I were like, what? Yeah. Why would you chant that at us? Yeah. If anything, we should chant that at you, because... We won in six. Right. Fairly sure. So um, why you're chanting that at us? Like, we're not going to win the championship this year. It's not us you got to worry about. Yeah. Whatever. That's weird. Also, and I hate to say it, like, you know that Masai Ujiri is already on the how do we get Giannis for 2021 when he's a free agent train. Mm. Like, apparently there's rumors swirling that Toronto is one of the front runners. Ah, yes. So, hell yeah. Uh, Can you imagine if Giannis comes to our team? What would we do? We would win a championship again. It's really hard for me to be objective about other players. So <laughs> I just like, I don't know. It's 
It was even like, well, I, we were both kind of the same when Kawhi came here. Yeah. Like, you weren't sold on it at first. No. Um, but, like, for me, I had no idea who he was. Even when we, like, every, because I just don't know that much about basketball. So right. every time there's, like, a new player in the mix, I'm kind of like, eh. Like, obviously, Giannis is great. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know, is he a great, like, person? Like, our team is so good. <laughs> like, I like them all as people. He is a good so person, like, actually. Is he going to, like, mesh well with the team? Is everyone going to like him? <laughs> <laughs> That's really more what I'm worried about. Are they going to be? Are they going to have a good dynamic? (laughs) So, like, if the answer to all those questions is yes, then, like, cool. I'm down for it. (laughs) All right. We'll circle back with you in 2021 (laughs) when you can help contribute to the decision. Great. Uh, um, I just figured while we were on the NBA train, we should probably talk about um, the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) And, um... uh, we need a sound effect for like womp womp, or you know what? We need the sound effect from Price is Right when you lose. Oh yeah, <laughs> do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> or like a. <laughs> yeah, things aren't looking good for them right now. That's what um, we were implying, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So we already talked about how Clay Thompson is out for the whole season. Yeah, whole season. Um, And then Steph Curry just broke his left hand, so he's out for three months. Um, Currently, they are one in five. And um, Taniella was telling me before we started a fun fact about their uh, starting lineup this week. Their current starting lineup um, included people who barely, I think, have made it out of like the G League. But combined, all five starting players, their salary was seven million dollars combined for five people. Yeah. So you can't sign basically anyone for seven million dollars anymore, let alone five separate people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where did they find them? Yeah. So I mean, the Warriors are. Oh, how the mighty have fallen! Oh, right. <laughs> the thing is, I don't hate the Warriors. That's the thing is, like, if this was like the Lakers, I'd be like, oh, baby, let it burn. Like, right. crash and burn, I'm in for it. It's true. But I like the Warriors. We love Steph Curry. It's true. They ever, like, I like everyone on their team. They all seem like decent human beings. They're yeah. not, you know. Except Draymond. I don't really like them. But anyways, we love Steph. We love Aisha Curry. We love yeah. their kids. Yeah. We like Clay Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of the above. But at the same time, I also am not a huge fan of when the same team is really good over and over again every year and it's so predictable that it's annoying, um, which I feel like they've sort of been. It's true. I'm really excited at the idea that we're finally going to have a little bit of something different in the playoffs. Like, the Warriors aren't going to make the playoffs. No. Well, I mean, currently they're second last in the West. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. I mean, it's six games into the season, so like a million things are going to change. But... But you don't have Clay. You don't have KD. I think Draymond actually got injured as well. Um, and Steph Curry's out until the new year, at least. Mm-hmm. Also, I found the Price is Right horn. <laughs> exactly what it is pretty much (laughs) all right so that's basically what we care about for basketball right now we legitimately may not talk about the warriors for like the rest of the season right because they're gonna be irrelevant yeah that's weird oh you know what else i wanted to tell you actually is that on friday night i think it was friday night um i wanted there to be a clippers game on so i could watch it there wasn't (gasps) um but because i was like i could stay up later than normal tonight i could stay (laughs) up long enough to watch a west coast basketball game yeah i could do this and then there was just a lakers game on and i was like i don't give a shit about the lakers i'm not watching the lakers i love danny green i'm obsessed but i'm not gonna watch the lakers just for danny green sorry um if they're playing the clippers maybe i would because then it's like combo all of them together 
But I actually had the thought of watching a game of basketball that was not the Raptors. Oh my god! I know. Yeah. It, I mean, it didn't pan out, but you know, the thought that is, was there. That is so. a really big step forward for you. Thank you. Um, also, too. the Lakers are really good, to be quite honest, and they look really good when they play. The next time the the Lakers play the Clippers, you should make the effort to watch because we watched it. I think it was like one of the season opener games, and it was a really fucking good game. And I'm really mad that one of those teams is going to win the championship. Yeah, I'm so mad because like I don't really want the Lakers to win because fuck LeBron. And at this point, even though I've been a LeBron fan my whole life, I'm unimpressed with how he's handled uh, the Hong Kong situation. And I don't really like like just buying yourself a championship. Yeah. Um, even though we do love Danny Green. But the Clippers are also really good, and I don't really want them to win because I don't really want Kawhi to win again, mm. unless he's with the Raptors, uh-huh. um, which is really petty. It's really petty, but I just don't want either of them to win. Yeah. I'm, like, going to be a West Coast Denver Nuggets fan. <laughs> I mean, currently the Minnesota Timberwolves are in second place, so you could always jump on their back. Hopping on that. <laughs> I mean, everyone seems to really be high on us going to Minnesota, so I guess I'm now going to be a Minnesota T-Wolves fan. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so switching gears entirely to something that Meg and I not only avoid in our real lives, but also don't really talk about on this pod, running. Hmm. Yes. Fact. (laughs) That's hard fact. Um, So it is with, I guess great pleasure and definite admiration that uh, the first sub two hour marathon has been run in the history of humankind. That's outrageous. Someone ran literally a full marathon in under two hours. I thought the goal was to be under four. I thought the goal was to just achieve doing one. Yes. Which is my personal, like, I want to say it's a goal, but it's something I'll never do. So I can't count it as a goal if I'm never going to try it. Right. Um, But yes, like usually I think it's like if you do like under three hours, it's considered a good run. Right. Right. So like this dude, he did it in under two. The final count was a minute 59 and 40 seconds. A minute. An hour. Sorry. An hour. (laughs) (laughs) An hour and 59 minutes and 40 seconds. Okay. Um, And... The the governing body of racing does not count this as a real race or are counting it as a real time because this was actually more like an exhibition. There was a company that sponsored the race. Um, The person who ran it actually had um, pacers, meaning that he had people riding bikes. He had people running next to him to make sure that he knew how fast he had to keep running because... um, Without it, if you're running just a typical marathon, you don't really have anyone to know how fast or slow you're supposed and to go. And he was obviously running this with the purpose of trying to beat this Oh, time. yeah. That was the only point of it. Right. Um, his name is Eloide Kipchoge. And um, he apparently he's, like, well-known. And he was, like, sort of chosen to do this because they knew he could likely achieve it. He said that he was so nervous that, like, he could barely sleep the night before because it was all on him. The whole thing was based for him. Right. Um, but essentially, like, he had to run an average pace of just under four minutes and 35 seconds per mile. Wow. Per mile. It takes me, like, what's the thing that they always do in American schools? What are you trying to run a seven-minute mile? I think it takes me almost that long to run a kilometer. Yeah, literally. Because <laughs> it would make sense, right? If we were to run a 5K, it would take... 28. Yeah, I would probably take, what, 40 minutes? Yeah. 45 minutes to run 5K? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but that means we're running an eight to nine minute 
kilometer. So slow. Yeah. It's just, just so, it's hard to really wrap your head around. So like this dude was setting a blistering fucking pace, like to the point where his pacers, they had to drop in and out. Like people can't keep up with him. So yeah. they, people just would slide on in and continue with them. Yeah. Like it was insane. So, I mean, as much as this doesn't count in like the official whatever the point is that when we look back on human history and when somebody finally ran a sub two hour marathon this is what we're going to look at right someone finally did it which means that at some point probably in our lifetime very shortly in our lifetime someone will run it legitimately yeah you know like this will now be like a standard for the olympics in like you know 20 or 30 years that's crazy how fucked will that be that is crazy how are you that fit can you just imagine being able to run that fast for that long no, I actually can't. It would take potentially all of my training for like months to be able to run a four minute mile. Just one. Just one. Just one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'd probably get shin splints. I don't know if I could achieve it at all, but. I know. I, yeah. I want to say like we should make it a challenge, but I don't oh, really want to put that into the Not universe. Not a single chance. I have no interest <laughs> in that whatsoever. We'll just cheer on from afar. <laughs> I have more of a, an interest in running distance in whatever time I want than I do in trying to run fast. I'm just all. a slow runner. Yeah, me too. It's I'm, more of like a quick walk, slow jog yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> I'm a really fast walker and a really slow runner. They're basically uh, interchangeable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's running news. Okay. Well, our last news story of the week is just an update on the CFL. Um, Playoffs are set. So the Edmonton Eskimos are playing the Montreal Alouettes. And the Blue Bombers are playing the uh, Calgary Stampeders. And both of of those games are next Sunday, November 10th. Same day as the MLS Cup. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Um, do you have any predictions on those games? I really hope the Bombers win. Me too. Also, if you're noticing that Edmonton and Montreal are not in the same conferences, you are correct. But due to a crossover rule, it allows Edmonton to play on the east side because everyone in the east sucks so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, good for Edmonton. I mean, welcome to the east, I guess, briefly. Yeah. I really, I want the Bombers to win it. I'm all in on you guys taking it. I know. So if whoever wins the Bomber Stampeders game will play the Rough Riders, mm-hmm. and then whoever wins the Eskimos Alouettes game will play the Tie Cats. So I am gonna predict that the Eskimos are gonna win okay. and play the Tie Cats, and then that the Bombers are gonna win and play the Rough Riders. Aren't the Rough Riders like the favorites right now? Yes, I think they are. Yeah. Um, and then those games will occur a week later. So that's on the 17th of November. And then the Grey Cup's the following Sunday, the 23rd. So right now, I am going to predict a Bombers, Tie Cats, Grey Cup. Ooh. I, I want to re- I want to believe in that, too. I do. I mean, the Tie Cats were good this year, which I hate to admit because I don't want to give Hamilton credit for anything. Yeah, naturally. Um, so I will say an Eskimos Bombers final. All right. I really want the Bombers to do it. I'm like no, full send me on too. them. Greg has no faith, but I think it's just because he's so like he likes them so much and he's mm-hmm. so invested that he's trying to like protect himself. Yeah, and you don't like, want to get gonna lose. Um, the game against Calgary is in Calgary, which is not great. Oh. I think if there was some ifs this weekend, if this person beat here and this person lost here and this all these things happened. Yeah. Um, then it could have been that Winnipeg would have hosted it, which would have been more favorable, but that didn't happen. Actually, I feel like there weren't that many ifs. I think Calgary just had to lose to BC. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that's it, now that I'm thinking of it. Uh, if Calgary lost to BC, then Winnipeg would have had home field advantage. But of course, that didn't happen because BC's terrible. So, alas, here we are. 
Cool. Yeah. I mean, we'll keep you updated as playoffs go on. I'm very invested in what's happening, even though the Argos aren't in it. Yeah. I want good things for your Bombers. Thanks. Yeah. Because there's no <laughs> Toronto team. I'm like, well, now Winnipeg can take it. <laughs> Um, okay, so that wraps up pick six. So why don't we just jump directly into fantasy football? Um, so first up, because Meg put it as the top story in our show notes, <laughs> Meg still has no strikes in Survivor League. <laughs> it was the most important thing on my mind when I was running these show notes. That's why it's at the top. Um, yeah, it's actually like, I still can't get over it. How much I talked about how much I hated Survivor League and you get three strikes right away and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm through week nine with no strikes. This is the lone bright spot in your fantasy season after you trashed it. It it (laughs) absolutely is. Yes. Um, so far me and Nick, Taniela's husband are the only two remaining with no strikes and Nick has chosen the Dallas Cowboys who play tonight. So naturally I'm cheering for the New York Giants, um, in hopes that I will be the (laughs) last remaining team with no strikes um but my fantasy football teams on the other hand are still absolute garbage trash and um so you know not really much to report on there everything sucks i honestly my fantasy teams can be summed up by the price is right horn yeah that is literally how my fantasy season is going it is actually laughable how bad my teams are um Jacoby Brissett because we're going to get into our injury update in just a second uh he obviously got injured and got me two points this week Mm. so my team I think scored 50 points this week I don't know what to do I don't know who to pick up anymore because everyone is injured and no one's coming back um and when you play in a 12 team league you're all fighting over basically the same yeah the same garbage we're digging through the same dumpsters yep um, at this Are point, you going to make playoffs in either of your no. leagues? Oh, yeah. I'll make playoffs in one of my leagues because everyone makes the playoffs. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, it's a really, it's a good feeling. Um, but in the other league, I'm definitely not making playoffs. I'm currently either last or second last. Oh. I'm really mad about it. Oh, yeah. I'm so angry. Yeah, it turns out I, um, I didn't adjust the settings on the CNC league for how many teams make playoffs. Mm. So it's currently set to only four teams no. out of 12. So I'm hoping I can still change it. I think it. you can. Okay. As long as you do it before playoffs start. Yeah. Because I feel like at least eight teams should make playoffs. Yeah, that's usually eight what the best. Eight out of 12. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> four teams is harsh. <laughs> I know. That's what Greg said. He's like, why'd you set it to four? I was like, I didn't. That's just what the auto settings were. And I just Lord. didn't. I'd never been a commissioner before. So I didn't yeah. know that I had to adjust that. CNC League so. is fucking cutthroat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super. All right. Well, jumping into our injury updates. Drew Brees is back. Yes. He played, they won, amazing, now they're on a bye. Yeah, and now they play the Falcons next week, and they are projected to win pretty handily because the Falcons have been, well, utter garbage. They suck. Yeah. And I can say that as a Jets fan whose team lost to Miami this week. Yeah. The team that everyone has used this year for all of their survivor pick choices because it's almost a guaranteed win that whoever plays Miami will will beat them, uh, the Jets managed to lose. I hate football. (laughs) We have Le'Veon Bell and our team sucks. Our O-line is basically just like, 
we're like we have holes in it that are the size of those tubes at McDonald's play places. Yeah. Like that's that's the summary. Like Sam Darnold is came back from having mono and probably now just has a broken spine hmm. from being sacked so many times. Um, everything sucks. So yeah, um, but he's back. Drew Brees <laughs> is now on a bye, but he'll be back the week after. So yeah. if you've got him in your league, congrats. He's back and doing his thing. Yep. Um, unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, Jacoby Brissett, uh, the QB for Indianapolis, it has a sprained MCL. So RIP to the only good person on my team. Yep. The only one. Yep. Uh, I don't really know that there's any other like notable injuries. There's yeah. definitely a lot of people who are still out on injury. I think that's um, the biggest thing. Like no one, no one had a catastrophic injury this week, which is nice to report. No one got a concussion or anything besides like Jacoby Brissett's obviously out, but People just aren't coming back. Right. I also heard, while we're on the Jets train, although we sort of left it, but now we're back, mm -hmm. um, that the Steelers are trying to get Le'Veon Bell back. No. That's what I no! heard. No! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is he going to go? I don't know. Why would he go back there? I don't know. They treated him awfully. Well, because the Jets are a hot mess express. I mean, yeah, they're terrible, but like, is Pittsburgh going to win the World, or World Series? Fuck. <laughs> is Pittsburgh going to win the Super Bowl this well, year? I mean, no, not this year. I don't know. No, no, he's the only thing that doesn't <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm quitting. Uh, yeah. Also, um, in because we always seem to have to talk about the Patriots for uh. some reason. Um, the Patriots have released Josh Gordon. Who haven't they released at this point besides Tom Brady this season? Like they just seem to like they are like everyone you hate on the waiver wires who pick up and drop people all over the place. Yeah. So they you remember us talking about that uh, the Patriots signed Mohamed Sanu and now in replace like in light of that have released Josh Gordon. He was on the IR for some quote unquote minor injury. Yeah. And I guess like the level of his injury was such that if they put him on the IR that they had to release him once he was healthy. Like I guess somebody has to have a certain level of injury to go on the IR. Right. But if you choose to put them there just because they had like a, I don't know, a jammed finger. Right. Uh, then you can do that. But then as soon as their jammed finger is better, then you have to release them. So mm. they did that obviously intentionally. And then now the Seahawks have actually picked up Josh Gordon. So. I wonder if he'll be a better fit in Seattle. Like, I wonder if like the culture there will be a bit better for him. I don't know. I really, I want him to succeed. I wish he wouldn't be such a fuckhead all the time, but like, is weed legal in Washington state? <laughs> Cause I kind of feel like it is. More likely than that. in, like, Massachusetts, I feel. Interesting. So that could be a concern. I saw a video on, um, uh, or Greg showed me a video on Twitter, and it was, like, the title was, like, Josh Gordon arriving in Seattle, and it was, like, somebody in the back of a car with the window down, like, talking about smoking weed. Cool. Yeah. So. Also, fairly sure it's legal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, still. Oh, they were the first state to do it. <laughs> Cool. There we go. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought it was Colorado. Yeah, it says 2012. They were the first U.S. state to legalize recreational use of marijuana. Huh. Uh, anyway, so we'll see. That's going to be a terrible fit. I retract my earlier statement. <laughs> um, the one thing we do want to know for anyone who has teams uh, with players on these said teams. There are some major buys happening in week 10. Denver, Houston, Jacksonville, New England, Philly, and Washington are all on buys. So not only will you not be able to pick them for Survivor, but you will also, your players are going to be, need to be switched out. Yeah. I'm hoping that not many people have players from Washington, Jacksonville, Denver. or Denver. 
So hopefully you're good there. Um, but you'll definitely have players from Houston, New England, and Philly who will have to be switched out. So I mean, hey, there may be people who are playing Gardner Minshew right now. Our boy. Hey, also, did we ever talk about the fact that Greg corrected us on the fact that Gardner Minshew's dad is actually named Gardner? Right. We forgot to circle back on this. We, we did. We talked about how there, like Gardner Minshew's dad was not named Gardner, but he's named like the Gardner second. Gardner Minshew the second, yeah. Apparently he is, but he doesn't go by it. Leaving people very confused. Right. Anyways, sorry, I'm glad that we cleared that all up for you in yes. case this was something that was like keeping you up at night. And I still think of Mushu Pork every time I hear his name. <laughs> I can't do Yeah, that hasn't gone away. <laughs> so that's still something that goes through my head every time. <laughs> Makes me want Chinese food. I mean, to be fair, I really could go for Chinese food. I'm not going to lie. I have a total craving. Um, but I will never be able to look at Mushu Pork the same way. <laughs> I mean, not that you really look at it at all. No, but. I mean, you're right. God, but. the store. I can't, Meg. It really throws me off every time we talk about this. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up fantasy football forecast for this week. If you have any questions about who to pick up, we probably can't help you anymore because there's no one left. Yeah, factual. You're, you're going to be scraping the barrel. I mean, you can try out, see what uh, Yahoo Fantasy trends are happening, but you're not going to really get a, a feel for it if you do have the Yahoo app until about Wednesday when the waiver wire opens up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that'll likely be where you're going to see some um, changes. But there's like people I have literally never heard of our current transaction trends, like Slayton of the New York Giants, Darius Slayton, and. Zach Pascal yeah, never and heard of any of these people. Tony Pollard, who I actually have heard of. Oh, Tony Pollard was the, is the backup running back in yeah. Um, Dallas. Yeah. So cool. Um, also, Patriots losing. We didn't even talk about this. Oh, you just ruined it. Oh. I didn't. I literally said before I didn't watch the game and I don't want to know the outcome oh, because shit. I'm watching it tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you Well, <laughs> now I know. It's okay. It's really worth it. Um, All right. Well, on that womp womp note, we'll jump into our last story of the week. I made it the whole day without finding out. God damn it. You know what? It popped up because it was on the transaction trends and I'm like, oh, there's a story about this happening. It reminded me. Uh, Hmm. I should have known if it wasn't in the show notes that you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> because it would have been... It. Do not talk about New England Baltimore games. Um, <sighs> well, to quickly move off of football, the feel-good story of the week that I wanted to talk about is that it actually is a little bit of a sad story, but it sort of ended happily. Um, there was a tweet that went viral uh, over the weekend of a dad who tweeted that... Um, his son, it was with a picture of his son named Cade, who had his 11th birthday party this weekend, and none of his invited friends actually showed up. Um, so it was just him, and it's a picture of him wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs shirt and a cake. And it's a Toronto Maple Leafs cake, and like obviously you can see in the background no one is there. It's really sad. So he tweets out to Marner and Tavares of the Maple Leafs saying, like, you know, if you could just take a minute and send him a birthday wish. And the tweet went absolutely viral. There were 22,000 retweets and all kinds of people like weighed in to wish him a happy birthday. The Leafs, um, the NWHL, the Buffalo Buttes invited him to come out to one of their games. The um, Buffalo what? The girls from the w, uh, the NWHL, like the Women's Hockey League. Oh. Yeah, the Buffalo the bu- Buttes. Interesting. I know, I'm kind of into it. Um, but not only like athletes from the Leafs, but like multiple people, like wrestlers, Mark Hamill, Ben Stiller, um, like 
I can't even, I, I ended up going down the rabbit hole of like the whole set of people who tweeted at him. And there are so many people like the Barry regional police tweeted Joss Whedon, um, Zach Braff. So random. Like all of these people, like sports podcasters, broadcasters, all kinds of people. So um, it was, it's really cute because obviously it's a really big deal for him. And um, his dad tweeted later that they were just so overwhelmed. And it looks like, so obviously Marner and Tavares both weighed in and said like, you know, obviously happy birthday. We have a bit of a surprise in store for you. It hasn't been revealed what's happening, but it looks like the Leafs are going to really hook him up and bring him out to a game. And like, he's going to get to have like a really cool birthday surprise. Also, look how cute he is. His little leaf shirt and his little leaf's cake. That's I actually just can't even get over this story. Like I, know. I feel like it's just so sad. Like was like I just have so many questions. Like don't you normally also have family at a birthday party? Like but at 11, do you want your family there? You probably want your friends there, right? Yeah, but it doesn't seem like he has any friends. Mm. Or, like, was everyone just busy? Like, I don't know. Like, did everyone RSVP no and you knew ahead of time? Or did know. they all RSVP yes and it just not show up? It sort of seems like a yes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it kind of does. Either way, I, it's sad. I know. We need to, like, make sure that future children need to go support their friends. Like, yeah. go to your friend's birthday party. He had a cool cake. Yeah. Anyways, so it, it was a sad story that turned very happy in the end. And we're like, obviously, I love the fact that like this random person from Toronto now has a really cool story and yeah. he's going to get to be hooked up. And it's all about the kids, you know, also a cute separate hockey child story um, with Halloween happening. There was hockey a really child story. <laughs> there was um, a Halloween, uh, like obviously Halloween has just happened and there was a really cute thing for the Vancouver Canucks where one of their players traded a puck for Halloween candy and literally like said, like you can see them talking through the glass during warm up, and the kid is eating Halloween candy and the player sort of motions like, like, do you want to trade? And so the kid throws the Halloween candy over the glass and in return the Vancouver Canucks player throws a puck over the glass oh. and then he fully just eats the candy while warming up. <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And that's all the good stories I have. Anything you want to add? Not really. I just thought it was really um, funny, cute. I don't know. All of the costumes that the various athletes had that TSN posted about. Um, I don't really... Like, I have questions around, like, are they all going to parties? Or are they all just, like, dressing up at home and sending in cute pictures just because? Like, there's just a lot of questions. Like, there's, like, Tom Brady was dressed up. Like, Tom Brady doesn't do anything but play football. So, like, were you just dressed up for fun and then you took your costume off? Do you think he has friends? I mean, I would think not. I think, I I sort of feel like, isn't he kind of like the Kawhi of the NFL? He just does nothing but, like, maintain his body and play football? (laughs) Like, I don't know. So many questions. Like, he, he, he seems like he has, like, sort of a, like a weird personality. Like, I don't know that I'd... I'd want to be friends with him for the celebrity status, but I don't know that I'd want to be friends with him for real, if that makes sense. Like, he obviously is married to a very powerful person. He is, too. But, like, do you think he's fun? It doesn't give off fun vibes. So <laughs> I would think No. But yeah, I just can't quite figure this costume thing out. I guess they must all go to parties. Someone must host it like every year and they have like their one day off, they'll go and do it. Yeah. Because there's not like, I feel like there's not enough of a break in a lot of their schedules either to be able to like throw a Halloween party on a Saturday. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, the the costumes are pretty impressive. 
Like a lot of them are like very elaborate costumes. My dream. Yeah. To have so much money that I can have epic Halloween costumes. Right. And then dress up just for the photo, basically, and then wrap it up. No. 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 But that's what I feel like a lot of them are doing. I can't imagine that they're all actually going out to like parties. I mean, I guess some of them have kids, so they maybe go trick-or-treating with their kids so they dress up. But like, I don't know. What if they're on the road? Yeah, you're right. There lots are of, a lot of questions. Lots of questions. Also, like, did they take it, like, two weeks ago and then just, like, save it up till the day? Mm. <laughs> like, there's just a lot of questions around it. Either way, it's cool that they're participating in Halloween. Even though they may have done it in September. Yeah. I don't feel like that's super relevant. Did you dress up for Halloween this year? I wasn't here. No. I dressed up at work. We just, just dressed up as cats. So I literally oh, just yeah. wore all black. Is that what you guys dressed up as? Yeah. Cool. Um, Jen was a crazy cat lady. And we were all cats. And uh, it basically just required me to wear black leggings and a black long sleeve shirt to work. Oh my god, your dream. And then I thought we were going to have to paint our faces, but we actually just bought cat masks. So oh. I didn't even have to paint my face. So it was so low maintenance. I loved it. I'm sad. <laughs> all right, well, um, on that depressing note, why doesn't anyone like Halloween? I love Halloween. I used to like it. I think I liked it too hard in my 20s, like early <laughs> 20s, that I like ran out of steam. Also, the year I lived in England, I dressed up every single Wednesday for an entire year. That's a lot. Yeah. And I was like, we were full send on it every Wednesday. Oh, my so, God. So, like, I think I just kind of got costumed out. I mean, when you're dressing up 52 times in a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a lot. So, anyways, that anyways. about wraps up the pod. Yeah, yeah. Getting <laughs> rambly at the end here. Yep. Uh, make sure to follow <laughs> us on Instagram, Cleats and Cocktails, or on Twitter, Cleats Cocktails. If you have any questions, comments, etc., make sure to DM us or send us an email at cleatsandcocktails at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and favorite us on other podcast platforms. And we will be back in two weeks. Um, We're actually switching to an every other week schedule for now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of see how it goes. So if you have any comments on that, let us know. But otherwise, we will be back in two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it'll help. It's good for our, like, keeping up our, like, new stories that's happening. Because, like, we're also, we're at the end of the tennis season. There's a couple things that are, like, ramping up back in January. So, at least, like, for now, every two weeks makes sense. Yeah, and, like, NHL and NBA are back, but it's, like, early in the season. So, there's not a whole lot to report on it. MLB is now finally done. Finally. Right. Uh, We we really, really cared about it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. TFC is going to wrap up. CFL is going to wrap up. Like, there's just a lot of stuff wrapping up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah. Cheers guys. Cheers.